What's up? Uh, this is Boki Nachbar, um, and this is the Details Podcast. Um, with me here, uh, my buddy Andrzej Tomic. What's up, Andrzej? What's up, Boki? Uh, it's the first time we're doing this in English, so it's a little bit weird. Yeah, we've been doing this for uh, a year, right? Yeah, we've been doing uh, our podcast, Podrobnosti, which in Slovenian means details. Uh, we've been doing it for a year now, uh, over 20 episodes, um, but... At some point, we decided to try it out in English simply because uh, uh, we believe we could reach bigger audience. <laughs> yeah. Because more people speak English than Slovene. That's, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> since you're mentioning Slovenia, uh, yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a, a small, tiny country in the middle of Europe. Um, two million people. Yeah, but um, a pretty one. Pretty, pretty. The people or the pretty country? <laughs> well, both. <laughs> um, except for you and me. Yeah, uh, yeah basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where we are, and that's where we're um, we're recording this first episode, um, which is not going to be the case in the future um, because I live in uh, Barcelona. Um, I play basketball there, and Andrzej lives uh, here in Ljubljana, in Slovenia, which is uh, Ljubljana is the capital of Slovenia, and so we'll be doing this over Skype. Uh, most of the time, our guests are going to be on a third location, so yeah. um, that's how that's how we're going to be uh, recording our, our podcasts. Um, Andrzej, maybe you can tell a few words about yourself. Um, you know, what do you do when you're not recording podcasts, which you're doing pretty much all the time? <laughs> yeah. yeah, lately that's all I do. But yeah, I'm actually the online editor of a magazine here, and I used to work in radio. And like Boki said, I do three shows in Slovene and one in English and this is the second one in English I guess so a uh, podcasting veteran yeah basically yeah but uh, the what the, the the English show is Storming Immortal that's what Storming I can Storming Immortal so already you can check out Storming Immortal which is Andreas podcast where he talks with a lot of interesting people about various topics mostly electronics or um, technology well, yeah. and Te techie. software yeah. techie techie Techy people, but we don't talk that much about tech. It's just evolved <laughs> into uh, like uh, a broader conversation. But yeah, yeah. that's on stormingmortal.com. Okay. And then uh, this podcast, right? The details podcast, which we're doing, is going to be at uh, the detailspodcast.com. Yes. That's going to be the website. Because uh -huh. that's where we're going to put all of the English stuff with no Slovene. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any confusion. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it, right? And yeah, and uh, also obviously iTunes is yeah, it's, can... yeah, it's going to be on iTunes, and there's going to be an RSS feed which you can subscribe to. So already, all you know, um, everybody who wants to comment um, on it, uh, I would like to say thank you in advance. Um, you yeah. know, negative or positive comments are good because we simply want to hear your um, opinions about how we're doing this and what should we improve and what's going well and so on and so on. Um, Andrzej, for since we're doing first time in English, maybe you can tell uh, the people um, your um, Twitter feed um, just so they can follow you and oh, see yeah. what's going on. Well, I'm Atomic XX on Twitter. Atomic XX. Atomic XX. Two X's. Yes. It's weird, but yeah, it actually. <laughs> Is there a story sense. behind it? Or? No, it's just, well, I'm Andrzej Atomic, so the atomic part sort of works out. Yeah. And then that was taken. <laughs> so, <laughs> so XX. Yeah, so XX. Because XX, you know, it has yes, it's a different it's, kind of. Well, you know. there, there needs to be three of them. <laughs> yeah, for the other meaning. Yeah, so just two X's. Don't, yeah. don't look for three. Uh, and I'm at Boki Nagbar. Um, 
So basically, uh, what you can expect, the topics you can expect in this podcast, simply because I'm a basketball player and because Andrzej also plays basketball yeah. um, and it's his big hobby and he's always liked basketball, um, maybe people, people are going to be surprised because uh, this podcast is mainly not going to be about basketball. Uh, we're going to try to get as many as possible, as different kind of guests from different uh, areas, uh, talk about different uh, different things. Um, for example, in Slovenian podcast that we've done, we had people from sports, from journalists to uh, movie um, directors. movie directors to um, astrophysicists, astrophysicist, uh, historian. historian. Yeah. So um, yeah, you can. This is this is the way we want to do uh, podcast in English because it's not going to be much different uh, than the one we, we've been doing in Slovenia. It's just going to be in English, so more <laughs> people can understand yeah. and. Um, um, obviously, our guests are not going to be only Slovenians. I think quite opposite. The guests are probably going to be from abroad. So um, we, we, we're looking forward to it. I hope it's going to go the way we want it to go. Um, our guest tonight for the first podcast um, in English or for the first de- details podcast is um, Chris Thomas. Uh, Chris Thomas is um, was a go- assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors. And uh, he was a scout for Golden State Warriors. He's been working around NBA and, and with a lot of players for a while. Uh, but he's also an assistant and scout for Slovenian national team. So he has a lot of experience from uh, NBA basketball, I'm sure, also from college basketball and uh, European basketball. And um, since I said that it's not going to be mostly about basketball, we're still going to do this uh, basketball podcast for the, for the first one. Um, so Chris is going to be joining us uh, for the first one. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be real fun. And, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. And uh, I don't know. Andre, let's get it started. So before we start with Chris... um, I just want to say that uh, podcasting has been um, uh, an, an, a hobby of mine for a while, and uh, um, it's something that I love to do in my free time. I don't, um, uh, I, I don't ever do it on a game day. I don't ever do it the day before the game. It's, it's a kind of like outlet for me to like have my mind off of basketball for a little bit and and to talk to interesting people that uh, are from you know basketball um, or or not. Um, so I think. I think uh, uh, we will definitely have interesting people on here. Um, and um, one of my one of my um, one of my podcasting idols, to say it like that, is uh, is Joe Rogan. I don't know. Um, I'm sure you know him, Andre. Yeah. I don't know if Chris, you know. Yeah, of course, um, of course. Um, I love to listen to his podcast. He's like he's like um, what I listen to usually when I'm on the planes, when I'm traveling, when I'm um, just relaxing. Um, Hardcore History is another one by Dan Carlin. Um, he's a really good. Um, he has an extremely good history podcast about different um, times in the past that he that he um, explains. Um, and you know some Slovenian podcasts like Andre has how many like three billion podcasts? Yeah, right? so, at this point, it's, um, yeah, it's three billion. So what, what 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 is your favorite? What is your favorite podcast? Radio Lab. Radio Lab. Have okay. you ever heard of Radio Lab? It's a uh, it's an NPR show okay. that got turned okay. into a podcast, like a sciency sort of thing. But the guy that does it is like a 
he's basically like a musician like the the stuff he does with sound is insane mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. nobody can do that basically it's yeah, like the greatest show ever <laughs> for me besides from joe rogan podcast yeah. i want to know uh, did joe rogan end up taking your your als challenges not yet okay not yet so joe get on it man on. What, are you, what are you waiting for man come on <laughs> um and uh, yeah, another one that I like to listen to is the uh, Star Talk from Neil deGrasse Tyson, who talks about space and you know all that all that stuff. So um, hopefully we'll have some guests that uh, that will be able to talk about space and history and all that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure pretty soon. But um, today, since it's our first English podcast, I'm like saying we can't do it without basketball. So we have Chris here. Uh, Chris, I explained before who you are, what you do, all that, but still. Um, for for all the all the people who maybe don't know you, um, maybe do a quick introduction of you know what you've done yeah. in your life, what you've what your coaching career, playing career was, and so on. Yeah, so I've you know it's basketball has been a part of my life since literally I was born. I, I've been very lucky to have been born into a family where athletics was was more than just an outlet; it was a way of life for us for us all. Um, I've you know, again, I, I had a grandfather that played in the NBA. Two uncles played in the NBA. No way! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my grandfather, Jim Paxson Senior, um, played for the Minneapolis Lakers and the Cincinnati Royals. So before, oh, that, awesome. that, that had to be a while ago. So, yeah, yeah. A, cu- a couple a couple years before the uh, the Lakers moved to Los Angeles. Uh, well, you know when it was that? Like in the sixties? It was in the sixties. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was in okay. the sixties. Yeah, but that's when it actually became basketball. Yeah, right? well, that no, was no, actual right. basketball. Right. Because before right. that, it was just some white guys. <laughs> there was. You yeah. know, his his thing. He actually, I think, uh, he's told me on more than a few occasions. He he played with Oscar Robertson in, in Cincinnati oh, okay. in the Royals. So. Cool. So he had he had a great career, and then uh, my uncle John Paxson played for the Chicago Bulls for nine years. The three point guy, yeah, was, uh, was your uncle? Yeah, was Michael Jordan's That's other. No guard. way! Yeah, why, why don't I know yeah, that? I don't know. We, ne- we never. Oh got to Oh my it. god, man! We never got to it, ladies so. and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me do this introduction again. So Chris Thomas is in the house. His <laughs> uncle is John like Paxson. Paxson is your uncle. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like everybody remembers yeah, that. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. He probably made the most famous three pointer in NBA yeah. history. Yeah. They, yeah. they were playing the Suns in 1993, and uh, that's right. Um, in, Grant, in Phoenix, it, right? In Phoenix, yeah. it was yeah. Game Six. They were actually they were down by two, and Jesus. Uh, Horace Grant kicked it out to John, and John hit the three to to, to win the uh, NBA title because it was they were up three two at the time. So, yeah, wow. Um, so you know, I, I had that background. Then my uncle Jim Paxson um, Jr. was actually better than all three of them. He he was an All Star twice. Was the first ever Portland Trailblazer to score ten thousand points. Uh, was was just an absolute stud. Wow! And, uh, so so you know, coming from that kind of a background, I, re- I really didn't have much of a choice but uh, <laughs> to, to, to get into what we call the family business. Yeah, it would be weird if uh, yeah. Chris um, Chris was all of a sudden being bowl- into bowling yeah, right, right now, <laughs> bowling and darts. You know, yeah. I, I, that's, that's kind of kind of the, the direction I, I stayed away from. But um, but no, it was a great way to grow up. You know, always having you know sports around and you know got very fortunate that uh you know after my you know career in college that uh that I you know I started coaching right away I started off in in, in the NCAA in in, uh, in college basketball kind of worked my way up I started at some some smaller smaller schools and then ended up my, at Miami University of Ohio and, and had two amazing years there and had two great teams that you know we played in the NCAA tournament won our conference championship and I worked for a, a, a tremendous man who unfortunately passed away two years ago, but definitely a, a coaching mentor to me and, and someone that made the game a lot of fun. So I was very lucky there. And I, I just I think my career has been just absolutely 
amazing because of the guys that I've worked with and mm. worked for. Mm. And uh, that's what's kind of kept me going. But from Miami, I got a chance to work for the Chicago Bulls. And as you guys can imagine how special that was for me, you know, having mentioned that John played there. And it was it was just it was neat walking into that facility every day <laughs> and and uh, and, you know, having that background and that history and seeing those six trophies that when you walk in the door. It was a, it was a really neat experience, and then from there to to get my job with the Golden State Warriors and to work for Mark Jackson, who uh, again, you know, just uh, one of the one of the many guys that I've worked for, yeah. who who I just honestly feel is like an older brother figure to me. I know Boki, you yeah. actually played with him. He was one. Of I, was I played teammate. with him. He was my teammate in Houston, um, and actually he was a TV commentator for I think Yes Network mm-hmm. when I was with the New Jersey Nets. Yes, so I saw him all the time. He was on the plane with us and yeah. everything, so I know him really well. And he's yeah, I can I can tell he's a. I mean I can. Agree that he's a, a really really nice dude. Yeah, yeah he yeah. he. I, I called him last year when uh, you know my first year here in Slovenia, and I you know I mentioned you, and first thing he said was, "Oh, Boki's my man." Tell him I said hello. <laughs> so so uh, you know, again, Coach Jackson's just just phenomenal. And you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, this year, he, despite a, a fifty-one win season, the third most wins in franchise history, that was uh, weird. It, it was it was yeah. unfortunate, but you mm-hmm. know, first time in twenty-two years that we've taken the franchise to back-to-back playoff appearances really turned around the culture there and it's all because of him but uh, unfortunately you know he was let go and um you know uh, it certainly wasn't because of our our, our play there, there was a lot of other things that kind of mm-hmm. went into that but um you know we'll all land on our feet and everything's going to be great for us because um you know mark you know he's got enough faith for all of us he's also a pastor he has his own church in la <laughs> so and, wow, wow. Uh, yeah so so mark uh, mark's got enough uh direct lines to upstairs that, that we're, we're all going to be all right so so it's uh it was an unfortunate experience but you know it only opens the door for, for our next opportunity so really looking forward to that and, and can't wait to to see what happens Cool, cool. Okay, uh, can I just ask you something? Yeah, like, of when, you, when you said when you started down in the smaller colleges, mm-hmm. like w- when you started in at a smaller school, is that like can you see like a career path to the bigger schools? Is that, is that a thing that happens all the time? So you know they take coaches from the smaller schools, and you there's like a you know there's like is there a system basically? Yeah, oh, of course, of course. Yeah, it's, it's like any other job. You know, you have to start off kind of on the ground floor. Um, we have a saying in the U.S. You have to start out in the mailroom, and uh, <laughs> you know you, you you definitely have to prove yourself over time. And um, the coaching community, just you know, a lot like playing community, and you guys know this. It's a small world. And, yeah. Uh, so you know, when you do good work, when you do a good job, your name gets out there pretty quickly. And um, you, you know, again, one thing I've been very lucky about is is the people I have in my corner and uh, the people that you know, continue to, to say great things about me and recommend me for, for other jobs. And, you know, again, I I just, I've always been under the, the impression that whatever job you're at, you put your head down, you work as hard as you can, you keep a smile on your face and and the next job is going to take care of itself. Mm -hmm. So, so you're absolutely right. There's uh there's definitely, you know, some guys are luckier than others to get in at higher levels. But um, but for me, I, I've I've earned everything I've gotten. So that makes, <laughs> oh, yeah. that makes me it makes me very happy. And to, probably the feeling is better because I mean better. It's yeah you 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 appreciate more everything you've done. Absolutely. I mean you know it's no shortcuts. You like absolutely. you you went the whole way and uh, I think um, even from a player standpoint, when you start at, at the bottom and you fight your way up and you become a good player and you play for the top teams, it, it just has so much more value because you know how much you put in and how much you work and and all mm-hmm. that. So yeah, it's it's very it's very similar and you know now. You know, I'm, I'm 33 years old. I was the youngest guy in the NBA in my position, and uh, you know, so to do the things that I'm doing, I, I just I feel so lucky. And now, now you know, to be the the first 
English speaking member on this podcast, you know, that, that's, <laughs> that's actually, actually, if I had to write a book right now, that would be the first chapter of my book. Would be nice. Which, <laughs> have, this is my highest yeah. honor for sure. Which we agree with. That's, that's, that's a good plan, yeah. <laughs> no, so, but, okay, I just, one more college yeah, question. Ahead, ahead. Yeah, because it's, uh, yeah, because I just have this fascination, like, with the tournament and stuff, like the Division One tournament. Yeah. Uh, because now you've seen the you know the the national team system over here in Europe with Slovenia, like just the fan reaction. If you can just like, I don't know, like a comparison is kind of a douchey word, but still, no, no, it's like, the, yeah, yeah. It's actually I, I said this last year after uh, after the last game. I, I have not witnessed fan support like we had here last year. I think you talk about in Slovenia in for Slovenia Eurobasket for Eurobasket yeah. 2013. Yeah. It was an experience like I've never had before. Um, yes, there are similarities to the NCAA tournament because I think the one thing I always try to tell people is in college, the reason why there are so many passionate college fans is because, you know, there are 20,000 people that go to, go to these colleges, you know, so, so on any given year, you'll have, you know, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 new alumni that are always going to love their school, that are Mm. always going to be passionate fans, no matter whether, you know, it's American football or basketball, it it doesn't matter when they're on TV, they're going to root. So, you know, there's more of a connection because you, you, you physically went to school there. You drank at those bars. You, you have, you have amazing friends that came from there. Um, You know, you remember certain classes you took, all those things. So you have these amazing memories about your college experience and, you know, college in the U S is, is just, it's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I, I was lucky to get out of there in four years with the amount of of fun that I had, but, but those four years I'll never forget forget and I'll you know I'll root for I went to the University of Dayton I'll, you know that, that team will forever be you know yeah that's your team that's my team yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, we, we went to the Elite Eight this year which was oh, a okay. huge run and I was the biggest fan in the world at that point I, I still remember I landed in Oakland I was coming back to be with the team and um, we beat Ohio State in the first round which is which was huge because they're also you know another Ohio team mm-hmm. and they've always been thought of as the school in Ohio and we beat them and, and I was going nuts I was in my rental car driving to the practice facility I stopped the car on the highway I started hitting the horn I mean it was like it was great so so you know that that's why there's so much passion in college sports is because all these people have a a you know affinity for the school that they went to and so there's naturally going to be 6,000 fans coming out of all these places every mm-hmm. year. And, uh, and so that's why the college tournament is so crazy. But, but being here, you know, again, the love for your country, the, you know, the, the patriotism you feel for, for, uh, for your group of guys that are representing you, it's, it's, it's a pretty similar thing. And so, you know, not a douchey word at all. There's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. a lot of really good comparisons to, to both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you, you grew up, you said you grew up in, in Ohio. Yes, yes. Okay. Grew up born and raised in, in Dayton, Ohio. Um, again, the reason I chose Dayton was actually basically my entire family went there. My my grandfather, who I was telling you about, he was you know he was an all-time great player at the University of Dayton. My uncle Jim played there. He's the third all-time leading scorer in the history of the school. And, you know, I, I still have memories of when I was a kid going to Dayton Flyer games and holding my grandpa's hand, and we couldn't walk two steps in that arena without someone being like, "Mr. Paxson, how are you? Good to see you, Jim." So you know, remembering that kind of thing, it made you know, it just it, you have to was, go there. Yeah, it was really yeah. easy. That was <laughs> the easiest decision I've ever made. Of so, so it was, so it was great. But yeah, born and raised in Dayton. My my mom and dad are still there. Um, my I have two younger brothers. I have an eighteen and twenty. Uh, excuse me, a twenty and a sixteen year old brother, and. Um, I have three sisters, and uh, so two of my sisters are still around, and my two younger brothers are still sort of in the area. So, 
Dayton's still home for me, yeah. and it always will be. But you probably don't have much time to go home. I mean, I imagine like with basketball schedule and basketball work that you do. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be crazy. Right? Yeah, it's it's hard. I, I I still, you know, I actually I had a place in Phoenix, Arizona, and. Um, so whenever I'd have you know a couple days off, if ever, uh, I would try to get there just because you know <laughs> couldn't be home there much either. But um, right before I came over to Slovenia, I spent a whole month in Dayton, and uh, and it was the first time I'd spent that long. Oh, okay. Really, anywhere to be honest. With you. But, uh, <laughs> but it was it was great, you know, to to reconnect with friends and and you know to have my family all there. But um, but no, during the season, it, it's like uh, you know, it's like a whirlwind. You know, yeah, being, yeah, yeah. you're in a different city almost every day and. Especially with my job uh, as, as the advanced scout with the Warriors, it was. What does that this, mean? This, what yeah, does, I don't yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. I think like everybody, I think just has an idea of what yeah, that is. But like, yeah. what's like, what's your day like? It's, it's my, my day is there's no such thing as a typical day. But but uh, <laughs> my days, uh, I'll give you like a typical week. I'll be in Boston, Detroit, Dallas, Phoenix, Houston, Milwaukee, and then Chicago. I mean, that's you know, a boom, 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 boom. Seven days, seven cities on most weeks. Um, my job as an advanced scout is to essentially prepare the team against every opponent that we're going to play. So all 29 of our opponents, all 82 of our games, I write our scouting reports, I do our game plans. I essentially, it's like putting a puzzle together on each individual team, um, just trying to, to figure out the best ways to win every single night. Um, you know, I write countless numbers of scouting reports and personnel reports and I just pray that our guys read them every once in a while. <laughs> you guys know that. I'm sure you guys uh, are guilty of, of maybe not reading every every report. But but uh, you know, actually, I actually saw some in your room uh, last year for yeah. Middle Basket. Yeah, 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 I actually saw that yeah, that yeah. Uh, the binder basically. Yeah, it's, it yeah. it's a thick it thing. Is. Like that's yeah. just not yeah. like a yeah. small. Yeah. You know, I just I just got back. Uh, just landed from um, watching Australia and Mexico play. Those are our first two opponents in in the World Cup coming up, and. Uh, You know, it's funny because I attack it the same way as I do in the NBA. And um, the only difference is just that each team doesn't run as many plays. So it's easier, I it's, imagine. It's, it's a little easier. Yeah. Um, it's certainly it's certainly still trying to get the essence of a team and, and describe it in a clear and concise way that all of our players can understand. So there's still challenges about it, of course. And You know, only seeing these teams two or three times, you know, oh, yeah. I'm a hell of a lot more familiar with what the uh, the L.A. Clippers are going to do. You know, I can walk <laughs> into a Clippers game and, and feel like I could probably do a report before I watch them. But so, you know, watching Australia, seeing some guys for the first time in four or five years, you know, before they were draft eligible and things like that. But um, but it's 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 definitely a little bit easier, you know, doing it here just because of the the. The smaller number of plays that teams, yeah. run. but but still, um, it's it's definitely very important to go see the game live, right? Instead of just getting yeah. a tape yeah. or you know DVD or whatever can, and and watching, you know, you can do both. But for me, and I don't know if I'm sure you remember this from last year, mm -hmm. but my job on the bench when I'm with the team, I, you know, when I hear a play call, I'm able to tell you guys exactly yeah. what's going to yeah. happen yeah. before they run it. So you know, last year, if Boki would hear a team say you know fist up or something, I could yeah. say. Hey, you know, watch the low cross screen. They're gonna, you know, set a cross screen. We got to defend. And that that was that was it was really good to have you on the bench last year because um just because of this because I think if you would if you would make a tape out of all the guys that looked over at the bench when the other point guard or the coach would call a play, it would be a funny tape because every time the other you know you know fans and people don't notice it, but I think every I'm not gonna say every time, but most of the time that the team would call a play, yeah. everybody would just be like. 
Yeah. Okay, of course, Chris is saying, course. and he will tell you, you know, <laughs> and that's a huge advantage to have that. It's, it's a huge, so. it's a huge thing, you know. I think it is, and so that that's the importance of being at the game. You, you know, you can watch a, a team on film, and you can get a lot of information. You, you know, like I, I watched two Aust- or uh, two Mexico games before before I saw them play. I was able to draw out the plays in my in my program and have them ready to go, but. It's easy to know what they're going to do, but it's a whole other thing when I know when they call a play what they're going to do. Oh yeah, and, right, you, right. you know. So when you know, again, if, if I hear something, I'm able to to tell you guys what's mm-hmm. going to happen before yeah. it even happens, and um, that that's where the value comes in of, of being there and seeing it live and spending time. You, you know, I again, it's it's just it's a very important job, and um, you know, it's something again. I, I just when I dive into something, I go 100 percent into it, no matter what it is. And, uh, and so, like I said, I attack the, the, the national team coaching just like I do in the right. NBA. But when you said like in the NBA, so you just, you just, you're basically always traveling ahead of the team, right? Mm-hmm. That's Correct. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, you know, I, I was, you know, we, we had some circumstances this year where I was, you know, I was pulled off the road to be a full time with the team, you know, mm-hmm. kind of uh, right around, right around the all-star break. So I still had my advanced re- responsibilities and I added a lot of additional assistant coaching responsibilities, but the, the previous five seasons that I've done this, I, you know, the year before that I saw a hundred and I think it was 158 games live. That's just, <laughs> it's, it's insane. I mean, it's, it's the, yeah, the schedule, the schedule yeah. alone. I mean, I, I told someone the other day we were, we were sitting in, uh, in, in the arena in Barcelona and Bill or in, um, in Badalona. And, uh, I told someone the other day, the basketball stuff is the easiest part. I mean, it's, you know, if it was just basketball, this would be the easiest job on earth. But, yeah. you know, dealing with flight delays, trying to figure out how to get your laundry done when you're on a 32-day road trip is, is, is pretty challenging sometimes. Um, so, so there are – the troubleshooting issues are, are what really makes that job hard. You, you have to be self-reliant and you have to be, you, you know, dependent on nobody else because, you know, if I don't get from Philly to Boston – the coaching staff doesn't care. They still need the damn Boston report. I mean, yeah. they, you know, that still has to happen. So, you know, figuring out ways to get that done despite, you know, other circumstances is really the toughest part of the job. And, uh, you know, the, the, the other things, the lack of sleep. I mean, I probably spend during an NBA season, I probably spend 20 hours a day either working or traveling yeah. when I'm on the road. And that's American, and that's like American, American Airlines, which aren't, <laughs> yeah, right. let's say, the, you know, it's, that's not the pinnacle of no, transportation. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, know what? you know what, having traveled through Europe now and, and actually seeing, you know, some, some real airlines, the way they treat you. I mean, shoot, I was on a flight, I was on a hour and 15 minute flight today where they served you food yeah I, I, i've been on five hour flights in the u.s where they don't serve you food i mean it's, <laughs> it's incredible like so I, yeah so exactly the, the the airlines aren't exactly the easiest to deal with always and uh and there are definitely things that that make the the job more challenging mm-hmm. but but if it was just basketball if i could just be transported to the arenas every night this would be the easiest job in the world and so when, when star trek becomes the reality <laughs> i'll be the happiest guy in the world all we, all we need is teleportation here good <laughs> So, but since you're talking about teleportation and technology, what about the technology itself as far as um, you spend a lot of time also on the computer itself yeah. with the programs and with cutting tape or, yeah. you know, all that. Uh, is, are there some programs or software now out that makes it easier for you? I know there's, there's been yeah. Syn- Synergy or whatever yes, it's called, I the, use, the program. I use Synergy all the time. Synergy is awesome. But Maybe you can tell people who don't know what yeah, exactly yeah. it is. So, so Synergy is... You, you know? Did you no. heard, you don't, okay. It's, a, it's, this incredible, um, it's this incredible system where... The second, well, you know, maybe give it like an hour, an hour after the game's over, 
Um, they I, have, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is only for the NBA games or Synergy? No, they, also they have any games. They have European games. Like okay. I, I actually went back to the hotel last night and. The Mexico, um, the Mexico Croatia game was was already broken already. down two okay. hours so, after. Right, right, right. Oh, so this is like a service. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's a, a service. It's a service. Yeah, anybody can just like get well, you, need a, well, you need a yeah, yeah you need okay. a subscription and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's it's an incredible incredible tool for me. You know, they what they do is they hire all these um, all these guys, these basketball guys who, who understand um, understand the game. They break down every single game. So. In an NBA season, I may come back from the the Clippers and Mavericks game, and, I, and I'm watching the Clippers play, and I may need to, to watch one or two, only one or two clips. I don't need to go through the whole game. And what they can do on Synergy is it's broken down offense and defense, and um, you can go to the exact point in the game that you need, watch that one clip, and that's it. Oh, so, okay. So you know, I don't have to download yeah. an entire. I don't have to wait for an hour to download a whole but, game. Or, but besides from that, it's also individual, right? Absolutely. For all the players. Absolutely. Or, you know, like like labels. left drive, yeah. right drive, three yeah. point shot. You know, oh, whatever. Okay. You know, assists, rebound, all all the stuff. Yeah, they yeah. put labels on everything. You can you can click on one button and they could show you every single pick and roll that took place in that game. You could click Jesus. on one button. And it's like a couple of hours after the game's yeah, it's over. Like one one or two hours after the game's over, it's that's ready to insane. go. Yeah, it's phenomenal. That's that's a big program that I use. I also. Um, the, the big, the other big program I use is called Fast Draw and uh, and Fast Scout, and and what it is, it allows me to draw the plays out, and you know it's a big difference. And you guys know this when you get a paper in front of you that's drawn out in pencil or pen, versus you know a a PDF file with lines that look right and yeah. you know and, yeah. and and you know yeah, passes yeah, yeah. and cuts and you know dribbles and stuff like that it's just it, it makes it look good it makes it easier for the players to yeah. understand what was when going it doesn't on. look like a Rorschach Co- correct exactly. yeah. that's exactly yeah. right <laughs> so it just looks a lot cleaner yeah. and, and uh, the, the most important thing with that application is for the coaching staff you're all tied in on one network and i can click one button and every single update i made that night they oh, have the to, coaches! Yeah, see they click the same button, and every single update I did is instantaneous. So mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about even opening emails. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It's it's just right there for you the second I do it. So so that's that's a really nice thing too. So so I spend a ton of time, you know, with with those three those three systems in my work. Yeah, but see, the, with the video stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because in America, like at least the NBA guys and the college stuff, at least the Vision one, you have like like 17,000 cameras <laughs> yes. right, in every arena. Yes. And like over here in Europe, even for the EuroLeague guys, right. there's like four of them. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> like that's, that. You know, like, but there right, is right, a difference, right? right? Oh, it's huge. It's I mean, huge. like the angles you yeah, can get in America must be way better mm-hmm. than in yeah, Europe. It's, right? it, it's pretty, it's obviously it's high tech. I mean, it's big yeah. time money. It's but but, but I would imagine the coaches most of the time spend only on a, on a, on a side view Well, or not like you know know just a typical view when you just see the whole half of the court or I I think we actually use a lot of times we just use the actual broadcast of the games Um, we we never listen to the broadcasters (laughs) we don't want to know what the hell they're saying we don't don't it's on mute mute. (laughs) yeah and we actually a lot of times don't want to know what they're saying um yeah, we actually uh, we had some problems last year with some away some visitors um, broadcasters um Trashing some of our teams, so uh, but, okay. Since, so we, you're, we, since you're talking about yeah, broadcasters, yeah. or uh, I mean, if let's say you're not coaching, <laughs> you just you're just at home sitting, yeah. watching TV, a game that you don't really have to like um, analyze or scout. Who's your favorite 
commentator, broadcaster, or well, I mean, I've, got to, I've got to go with Mark now since uh, since <laughs> he went back to broadcasting. Yeah, he went back. Okay. He actually, he did the finals again, and it was. Funny. Oh, that's I, right, he did. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I sent him a text. He was doing the, the Eastern Conference semi or the Eastern Conference Finals. It was Miami and Indiana. I sent him a text midway during the game. I said, he just he, he's he's so good. He he uh, he has all these sayings that everybody mm. loves, and I, I just wrote him a text. I said, man, it's like riding a bike. You're, you're, you're better than that. <laughs> I mean, he's, on, no, he's, man, he says well, like, you know, oh, come on, you're yeah, yeah, he, he does stuff like that. He, his most famous one is uh, is uh, hand down, man down. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> when a guy hits a jump shot and you don't contest it, it's going in in the NBA. And, uh, uh, and he's really good with Jeff and Gundy, oh, there, right? And that, that was going to be my yeah. other one. Jeff, Jeff is so good, and you know, he, obviously, I know. He was a great coach. I, he was my coach too. Yeah, I'm yeah, also yeah, lucky to be coached by him, even though I was I was young and and you know for him for his system right. I wasn't ready. You know, not physically, not mentally, not as, as a player. But I learned so much from sure. him. What was what was the most? I guess you know you've you've had so many great yeah, coaches. Yeah. What would you say was the one thing you took from him? Like um, the most important thing that, that you got from him? Um, I think it's gonna sound funny, but. Uh, <laughs> To realize that even the top level players need to bust their ass mm-hmm. to improve. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had he he was on everybody's ass. Yeah. You know, he was like he expected top 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 level practices, uh, you know, games from everybody. Not just being hard on some players and and letting other players do sure. uh, play whatever. Okay, I was in Houston when we had young team with Yao Ming and you know Steve Francis and you know all those guys. But but still, he was he was um, he was it was his way. Or or nothing, right. and he demanded only the best. Right. And um, I wouldn't say that he taught me something new basketball wise, because no offense to Jeff, but he no, 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 he can't course. really show me a, a behind the back, between the legs, uh, well, you know, yeah. backboard layup. But but he was he was really good in in, in scouting, in preparation, and all that. You know, he 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 knows basketball yeah. so well, and he's dedicated. But the one thing was that to realize because. For me, it was once I made it to the NBA and I was there. I think a lot of players like, relax a little bit. You yeah, know, I made course, it to the NBA. Course. You know, like yeah. with him, it was like hard work every day, and I think it helped me to like make the next step. And, and a couple of years later, when I was with the Nets, I was able mm-hmm. to show that it was also because I was with him. I was always thankful. And and when when I met him, when he was a commentator, yeah. I, I told him I was like, I know we didn't work the best together. But I'll never forget you coaching me for the year and a half. I was there for two years. I don't remember. Yeah. And so yeah, he's he's one. Of, and I like to listen to him too. He's really good. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's yeah. awesome. And, they, and you're right. Those two work so well together. They uh, they're just they feed off each other. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah, it was yeah. it was great when Jeff would come and do our games in Golden State. They you know they'd always meet in in, in our coaches uh, our coaches lounge and our coaches offices at the arena. And they were it's, it, they're exactly the same off camera. It's, it's hilarious. Even when Mark was coaching, <laughs> when Coach Jackson was coaching us, um, those two when they get together in a room, it's just it's it's just automatic. It's like you know, th- 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 it's like a great stand up routine, like mm-hmm. with two people that just feed off each other. So so he you know he's great to listen to. Yeah, also. yeah he's, they, he's so funny. He 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 was when he was he was a, my coach. He was serious for ninety nine percent of the time. But at one percent, he would say something that everybody was just like laugh so hard because he had those jokes. I remember when he took over the Houston Rockets and I played for the summer league team. Uh, the first three games or something in summer league they played, I didn't play well. Okay. Uh, I played a lot because I was a second year player and you know I didn't play a lot my first year because I was injured and so on and so on. And I played a lot. So first three games I didn't play much. I mean I didn't play well. And then the fourth game or something I had you know. 30 or something like this you know a really good game yeah, I think sure. it was against Memphis Grizzlies which is a summer league team it doesn't really matter but it was like kind of, it's kind of sticking up in my mind and I remember I was in front of the hotel talking on the phone and um, after the game you know 
and uh, Jeff comes by, and I'm talking to my brother actually. And my brother's a huge Knicks fan. Yeah, he always yeah. liked Jeff Van yeah. Gundy, you know, as a co, you know, his years with the Knicks and all that. So Jeff Van Gundy walks by, and he just stops. He looks at me. He's like, "Who are you talking to?" I'm like, "My brother." He's like, "Give me the phone." He's like, takes the phone. He goes. Tell your brother to play like this every day. And he gives the phone back and walks by. And my brother's like, who the hell was that? I'm like, uh, that was Jeff and Gundy. He's like, no fucking way. He's like, that's no, come great, on, that's man. Great, that's great. That's great. So he, he would be like this. Sure, you know, he would have those, um, you know, those moments. Oh, that's great. Um, was, yeah. was Tibbs that was, was Tom Tibbs? Yeah, Tom Thibodeau was there. He was an assistant. And Steve okay. Clifford. And so they, they yeah, both yeah, yeah, had coaches course. now. So They're doing great. They're yeah, both great, and yeah. great guys, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. amazing guys. And uh, I, was, I was really lucky to work with those guys, um, yeah. you know, and all hard workers. Sure. Jeff, Jeff demands that from everybody. It's it was hard work. Yeah. Like really, was for NBA people think that the guys relax. Not with not with Jeff and Gundy. And, and you know, no. it's 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 so funny too. What, what you said about you know the most important thing you learned from him was you know you have to work hard every day and and, and that's that's exactly right. I think when we get guys now, it's a little different now because you know the NBA is so young. Um, you, you do have to do some teaching of skill development and things like that. But 99% of the times when what you're teaching guys is off the floor stuff. I mean, it's yeah. the, the, the biggest part of coaching is at least from, you know, again, my not like I've coached for 100 years or anything, but just from what I've seen in the league is, you know, you get guys to play hard, you get guys to buy into what you're doing, you're going to be successful. It's not necessarily your schemes or your systems or or you know what you do against pick and rolls and so it's getting guys to believe that you know if if you work together and if you work your butt off and if you do things for for the good of someone more than just yourself, those are going to be the successful teams. Yeah, but that must be hard now with and the NBA being so young, right? Yeah, I mean, then you had guys coming like four years of college experience. They were like, well, they were like. I don't know, men, I yeah, guess, for the right. lack of a better word. You're right. right. But you're now you're getting right. kids yeah. that get like paychecks that aren't really. Yeah, that, no, but seriously. Because <laughs> right. no, right. that over here, that doesn't happen, right? right? I mean, like the, the even the good 16 year olds that mm-hmm. get to the, you know, the uh, senior teams, mm-hmm. they don't get the contracts that the NBA guys right. get, right? The exactly. guys out of our high school. That's why it's, it's so important to have great veterans on your team. Yeah. Um, you know, we last year were so lucky to have a guy like Jermaine O'Neal. And, you know the funny thing is, Jermaine got such a bad rap. He, he was he was one of those guys. He came in. He never went to college. He came in out of high school, and he'll tell you this. So I, I don't feel bad about saying this. But his first maybe eight years in the NBA, he knew everything. <laughs> you know, nah. he no no coach could teach him anything. He mm-hmm. already knew. He was already the best. You know, he, he could be. Well, like a lot of guys, you know, he grew up and. He now sees kids like that, and he'll tell them, "Listen, man, you know, I actually made six All Star teams, seven, whatever he did, and I didn't even know everything at that time, and I could have been a better player if I would have started listening earlier." So mm-hmm. to have guys like that that have been through those battles and still had a lot of success, and that as long as the the young guys will be willing to learn from them and listen to them, that that's why having veterans on your roster is so important. And you know, again, with us with, with Golden State, and and even when I was with the Chicago Bulls, to have a kid like Derrick Rose. Um, you know, when you get young kids like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, um, you know that that understand it already coming in because you know both of those guys, their their dads were pros too. Yeah, yeah. And so it's you know when you got guys that understand the game mm-hmm. as a at, at a young age and aren't you know you know aren't bad guys coming in, they're good kids coming in. That's a huge help too, and you know that's where all your you know your your college scouts and your European scouts getting these guys in. Again, 99% of it isn't what they do on the court. 
it's it's all the stuff off the court. What kind of person you are? What you, you know? What you know? What do you value? You know? Are you just are, are you out drinking every night? And basketball is just a way for you to get into clubs, or or is you know is it is is basketball the most pri- most top priority for you? So. Well, yeah, like some teams don't seem to understand. No, that. no, no. At least that's why it looks from like yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. It's, it's all, but again, it's just all about leadership. And oh, I think yeah. you could you could apply that to any business. You could apply that to. To anything in life, any sport, anything, any level. But like, like what I'm hearing, like that, it actually, that did change with the ban on, you know, uh, the, the lifting of the mm-hmm. ban of the the age restriction, right? Y- yeah, when yeah, they so let like high school kids in, I mean, yeah. it's it's a it, it was a big help. It, it uh, was because you have you now have at least guys coming in with one year of major college basketball, most of them, and in that one year, um, you know, get I that that's. I grew up the most my first year away from home, my first year in college, having to fend for myself. Even though I was still technically in the same city that I was yeah. in, that I was from, it was still you know you can't go home to mommy and daddy every day now. <laughs> so so it's actually it's good for these guys to get away from that, and you know to in a lot of cases to have really good college coaches teach them and prepare them. So so it's definitely been a help. But um, but again, I, I would love to see it go to two years. I, I think mm-hmm. if it went to two years. It would be even better because yeah. now now you'll have guys that you know. I, I again working in college, I, I worked for the, this man named Charlie Coles, who uh, he would be a perfect guy to have on a podcast. And, but like I said, unfortunately, he passed away uh, last summer. But um, he he had all these sayings, and and we would we would sign a freshman that would be really good, and Charlie would tell them you know in the first month, hey, time to unpack your bags, just meaning you're here now. And, uh, and, and, and you know you're you're going to listen to me, and I'm going to teach you the right way to do things. So unpack your bags, take your high school Letterman jacket off, and uh, <laughs> you're now in college. And, and so I think a lot of these these guys that know they're one and done, guys like Andrew Wiggins, who you know was just yeah. the number one pick in the draft. I, you know who knows who knows if he even unpacked his bag really. You know because he mm-hmm. he knew he was going to be in the pros. But you know you go to school for two years, and you know you've got to listen to someone for two years. Yeah. You'll, you'll get even yeah, better. Yeah, yeah but be that healthy. second year is also like it, it gives you a goal basically. Yeah, if you know, you, you can just burn every bridge yeah. if you know you're going to be there. For one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can at least wait yeah. till the second year to burn those. Yeah, bridges. basically. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know, you at least have one summer in between, you're, right? You're 100. Yeah, right, right now you can just flip everybody off and leave. Basically, <laughs> no, but seriously, no, I mean, you're 100. percent That right. must make a difference. It does, yeah. And I, I think it will. It would. Um, you know another another guy that I was lucky to have was, was this kid named Jarrett Jack, who uh, you know probably not the most famous guy in the world, but like he's in oh, Cleveland now, right? Yeah, he got, yeah. he got traded to Brooklyn this year. But oh, okay. Jarrett's one of my favorite all time players I've ever had. Jarrett left college early, but um, I think he went two years. But um, he went back and he he went back every summer to go to school, and he you know worked hard at it. He could only take a few credit hours every summer, mm-hmm. but. He got his he got his degree last summer. Oh, awesome. so you know, but he went for two years, so he was even farther on track than a kid that just went for one year. So there's so many, so many benefits for for the two years, you know, because I think one thing Jared understood was, you know, the, the as we say in in America, it's probably a famous saying everywhere, but the air comes out of the basketball at some point in time. Um, what are you going to do when when it's all done? And Jared now has a, a degree from Georgia Tech University, which is a very highly thought of school in, in, in the US. He now has a, a business degree from Georgia Tech. So yeah. you know he's got he's got 
a lot of money that he's made in his career, and now he's going to have. Yeah, you but know, as a lot far of as plan B's go, but that's a good one. Yeah, no, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Most most guys don't have plan A's to be completely honest <laughs> with you. So so the fact that you can add a second one is. is oh yeah, really I saw good. the ESPN uh, broke uh, yeah. documentary. Crazy. That is just it's sad. Yeah, that, yeah I, it's sad. Yeah, but like I saw that, like the NBA is okay. Yeah, basically like, in the NFL. That's just yeah. It's like, it's, it's it's embarrassing. A little yeah, bit to, it's to 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 know that so many guys just don't protect themselves. Against, yeah, you know, I, I can understand making a bad business deal or you know a bad real estate deal or something, but the stuff that those guys were blowing yeah. their money on was yeah. was insane. Yeah. It was crazy, and yeah. you know, you just you just. But but it. it's. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it because I I live. I mean, I've been of there. Course. It's, yeah. I lived. It's yeah. It, it's. It's weird to understand when when you when if you don't experience it. It's easier for for people to say, "Oh, he's so stupid. He didn't." You know, like yeah. I'm sure there's some guys that are not the smartest right. guys, but it can happen to anybody. You know, I'm trying to say that because it it it, it it's like a fog in front yeah, of your face. You know, right. you don't think right. about it yeah. because you don't you're not um, you don't understand the numbers. You know, the, the the numbers. You know, because you think, "Oh, it's so much money," and you think it's enough. And once that checks stop coming in, you know the yeah. all the all the all the money you still gotta be paying all the you know whatever child support is whatever boom boom boom, those bills continue. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And, yes. and, and it just yes. goes down down down, and those down goes down quickly because right. once the money is still flowing in, That's you can right. keep the balance up and it's fine, you know. And 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 while you while you're playing and while you're enjoying the game and you just don't think about it because it's just so fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. I'll take care of it tomorrow. I'll take care of it next year. You know, it's like. And then it stops like boom, yeah. you know, like at once, you know. Yeah. And and, and I, I I've been you know first my couple of years in the NBA, I wasn't thinking about nothing either, right. and I wasn't I wasn't spending money no, no, like no, this. Right. But at the same time, I wasn't worried about it. I think more of in my fourth, fifth year, sixth year when I was there, I started realizing, okay, I got to start like making plans. I gotta know what I have, you know, know what I got to do to be okay. And I think you know that's the direction I went into. But yeah, for first two three years, my first rookie contract, I had. If you ask me at one point in time how much money was my bank account, I wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't have any no, idea. No idea. Because I, you have people that take care of it and you know, you're like, oh, I can call this guy, find out. But you're just too young. Things happen too fast. Basketball is on your mind all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and then imagine you know. you're like 18. Yeah, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. You're exactly. Right. You know? Uh, right. You know? So. That's a, like, just keep your mind on track. It must yeah. be like, uh, I guess that's where the veterans, uh, yeah. Absolutely. If you're open to that, that must be a big yeah, help. And, yeah, and you know, the, the other thing too, they do this, uh, it's called the Rookie Symposium. Did you have Yeah, you have Rookie, rookie Transition yeah, Program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, they have guys come in and speak about things like, now, again, are you willing to listen? Yeah, are you willing to listen? I think that should be, I think it's, if people are, we're going, you know, the, if if there's going to be some rookies or players who've who've done it, maybe they, they're going to disagree with me. But I I don't think it was enough. I think it should be done more. Yeah, yeah. I think they should have, you know, for rookies maybe in the first All Star break mandatory meeting mm-hmm. again, you know, to go through it again. Yeah. Like just for first couple of years, I think they are the most important. That's where it should be like, almost like hypnotized into their yeah. minds, like you know. Sure. Take care of this. Just, just like every two weeks, calm down. Because yeah, I know yeah, for yeah, me, exactly. because I know how it's. <laughs> <Calm down. laughs> yeah, because, yeah, yeah, no, because I know how it was for me. Let me tell you, the rookie transition program is when you get drafted, whatever. Before the first of your, the, before the beginning of your first season, NBC season, you got to go. We were in Jersey, I think. Yeah, it was. It's something. It yeah, it's like around. it's like a hotel uh, or, or a convention center or whatever where all the rookies come, and for like a couple of days, you have this meeting, business meetings. Um, yeah, I don't know how to say yeah. social, how to behave with media, how to behave with fans. You know, you have all these meetings to you know, 
And while you're there, I mean, at least for me and the group of guys that were there, I, everybody was focused. Everybody was uh, trying to learn, but it's so quick and so fast that once I went back to playing with Houston, mm-hmm. as soon as I landed, I had Steve Francis, Coutinho Mobley, and all those guys there. I didn't think about the the, 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 the the thing I learned over the weekend in Jersey. I was exactly. thinking about the playing with those exactly. guys and NBA All-Stars exactly. and so on and so on, you know? Uh, so. Yeah. It's tough, you know, because there's so many things at once, you know. Yeah, so, that's, that's true. It's, um, that, that's another huge difference. Um, you know, we were talking about college and, and, you know, in college you've got classes. You've got, you know, your girlfriend on campus. You've got, um, you, you know, your your basketball, of course. But a lot of times basketball isn't the, the top priority. And, and not because, you know, coaches don't make it the priority or players don't, but you have to you have to be eligible to play. You have to get a certain grade point average to play. So so school has to be just as important. Now for for us in the NBA, we don't care what your grade point average is. Yeah, yeah. We don't care, and I, I don't mean we literally don't care. But you know your your family stuff that's going on. You know it's important to us because you know we we value you as a person and all that. But you've got to produce on the court. Yeah, that's, it's still that's a, the, it's a job. That's your basically. job exactly. Yeah. It's your job to produce on the floor and. Yes, we want to be there for you. If you need to talk to us about anything, we're always going to be there. Every great coaching staff that I've been on has been like that. But it is. It's your job. Yeah, so, it is, it you is. know, you come back from a meeting like that. Yeah, that was great while you were there. But now no, I have to, work, to be yeah, laser yeah. focused on the fact that, you know, I may have to go out and guard, you, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant or somebody. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's that's going to take a little more precedence over the guy that came in to speak about managing your money that weekend. Even even though... I think after a career, when you look back right. at well, it, you would think, like, should. Well, I should fucking think about saving money, not guarding Kobe. Who cares that he dropped 50 on me? I don't have money right now. You know? so, Good point. Good yeah. point. Yes, yeah. yes. But, okay, but um, let me ask you this. Like, um, this is your second summer now here in Slovenia with the national team. Um, how, do you, uh, how do you view, let's say, the Ameri- we'll, we'll go to the pros later, but just you know, the American way of coaching, let's say younger players or, you know, you, 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 you met some young players here, yeah, you know, the coaching and, and the European way. What, what, what would be your difference? Because I have my view on it and mm-hmm. I want to hear how you think that, that it's, yeah. you know. It's, it's, it's very different, I mm-hmm. think, in my opinion. I think, that, uh, I think that in the U.S., you know, from a young age, um, our stars are coddled, meaning they're, they're never told the truth fully. You know, mm-hmm. everybody, every young, really good player thinks that they're the greatest thing in the world, that they're going to be the number one draft pick. You know, they rank players as young as like 10 years old in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you could That's be the, healthy. Yeah, That's really just... healthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what can possibly go wrong? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. give you an inflated view of yourself no, at all, no, right? Yeah. But um, so, so I think, I think you, you have a lot more. Um, a lot more guys who think they're better than what they are. I think here, I think, which, again, it's just different. It's not better or worse because there are other problems because of this too. But I think guys are almost told, you're not that good. And yeah. you, you need to work more. Yeah. And you need to, which, again, is is good and bad. Because you'll see a lot of the young kids in the U.S. have this swagger and confidence that is off the charts, mm-hmm. which can be good, which can make you a better player, which can, you know, anytime you play with confidence, there, there's a, you know, there's definitely, it's you know, a fact a that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, but you know, there's also the, the, the tendency to get lazy and complacent. Um, while over here, when you're told, Hey, look, if you want to be as good as you think you are, you know, this, 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 and this need to be done, which is great. Cause it helps with the skill development, but maybe a guy the when he gets to the senior, yeah. senior national team level, isn't as confident as he should be in himself. Um, 
I think skill wise, I think in the U.S. we work a lot more on on guys being creative, on on you know not you know for lack of a better term being a robot on the floor. I think that the drills we do with guys on every position are you know we give you basic things, but we want you to go play. We want you to to feel how the defense is guarding you and make a play. I think here. You're taught it's chess. X, right? Y, and Z. Yeah, and you yeah, better yeah. do X, Y, and Z on yeah. the floor, mm-hmm. or else you're coming out of the game. Yeah. And what the heck are you doing? I didn't teach you that. And mm-hmm. um, so, so I think we're taught to be more creative in the U.S. Um, and again, it's not better or worse. It's just yeah, it's the different. view yeah, yeah. that I that I yeah. have. Yeah. So how, how do you see that? Like the scores here when it gets uh, when when seventy is basically a well, blowout. But you, <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah. you know, you know what's funny is it's and, and I I heard this the entire first year that I was here last year that uh-huh. nobody plays defense in the NBA. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't know if you agree with me on that. It couldn't be farther from the truth. Yeah. Yeah. The reason the scores are so different, the rules in the NBA. Oh, it's, we're going to get to the defensive It's like checkers now. and chess. This is what I. This is not even defensive three seconds. Oh, okay. That's not even. I mean, that's the huge one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the little things like on the perimeter, if a guard gets touched when he's driving to the basket, it's a foul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're scoring points at the free throw line. Now you have to adjust defensively. To, to making sure that you're not giving up points at the free throw line. So, you know, every rule is geared towards the offense. Almost, I should say almost every rule is geared toward the offense. Why? Because it sells tickets. You're like saying the things that I'm just like, I said probably in Slovenian and we yeah. talk about it a million times. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just agreeing. Yeah, for sure. It's, I think, and, and defensive three seconds is, is gigantic. It's huge. But yeah, that's, uh, and it's such a tough rule to explain because you can't, you can't actually play zones in the NBA. But it, and I won't bore anyone with the details <laughs> on the rules, but, but it's, it's, it's just geared towards the offense because that's what makes people come to games. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You know, I, I know for a fact people come to Golden State games because they want to see Steph Curry and Klay Thompson make 100 threes. Yeah. They, they want to watch these guys get open and just do what they do as, I think, the two best shooters in the world. And, um, you know, if, the reason why we were successful is because we were the third – we were third in the NBA in defensive field goal percentage. But fans don't know that. They don't come to watch us de- defend and then get our defensive rebounds, which are the two most important yeah. you know, categories, <laughs> I think, in the NBA. They come because Steph may have 50, because Clay might make 10 threes, huh. and, and, which, is, which is great. And I, and I love it, too, because it, it makes every game enjoyable to watch. I, I love watching Blake Griffin just rip the rim off, you know, and, mm-hmm. and DeAndre Jordan, his teammate, you know, catch lobs all day and dunk over Brandon Knight. I don't know if you guys see I'm sure you see <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. I was at that game actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, it, was, it was one of the most amazing dunks I've ever seen. But um, but you know things like that make the NBA fun. It, it's made it such a, a global game because you can show those highlights and and it's uh, that's all I watch basically. Okay, yeah, right, I just, yeah, I just sure, watched the, sure. the short of yeah, minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. like cut ups of the game. But of course, of course. Where it looks that everybody just makes everything. Right. That's, right. Yeah. Right. But the, beauty, okay. the beauty of editing. Yeah, yeah. But talking <laughs> about that, like how like. The difference between the playoffs and the regular mm-hmm. season, right, is in like it's huge. I, it's, I think uh, I think it is. Yeah, I do. Because I, I, I just want to like I want to hear it from you because you're on yeah. like on the inside, which yeah. you know, like how do you see that difference? Because over here, like when we talk about it, we basically the, the mantra is, 
Yeah, which the playoffs actually matter. Like well, everything before that is it's, it, televised was, practices. Basically. Yeah, I mean, I won't go that far. Okay. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that's what I'm asking. Here's my thing too. Yeah. Again, I heard this a lot last year as well because, and it, it, it's true. The playoffs are a completely different. Animal, it's not the it's, same it's, thing. It's yeah. Just the intensity I mean, goes yeah. goes up so like it's all overnight. Overnight it switches. Like I, I, I played with guys who had great regular season, great yeah. regular season, but once the playoffs started, it was like a different dude walked into the gym. You know, like yeah, they pucker up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, either sure. either Absolutely. either they they were you know they couldn't handle the the pressure, right. or they just their game just went to right. a completely different level. You're 100 you know? right, and you know it's funny because the, the preparation is so different too, and mm-hmm. you, you know that. But um, you know it's little. Th- I get I get asked a heck of a lot more questions during the playoffs than I do during the regular season. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, and, I bet. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got guys coming up to me. Hey, hey CT, what's the you know again? I forgot the difference between thumb down and thumb side what's the you know so so little questions like that are certainly more prevalent i did a thing this year uh, to make sure our guys were paying attention i i did uh you know i do these huge playoff books and, and i put everything possible in there i i have our video guys cut up um dvds for each player which we don't do during the regular season but i have them get every single one of the you know we played the clippers in the first round this year um every one of la probably top 10 plays so there are you know maybe mm-hmm. five examples of their top 10 plays and um I, I also do a game plan sheet before every game so i just kind of summarize it in a in a shorter way well i did something different this year i put a, a bullet point right in the middle same font same everything it said first person to see me gets a hundred dollars <laughs> you should see nba guys making millions of dollars they sprint to you when they see you i mean to get that hundred dollars is like the the greatest thing in the world to them so so it's you know the the, the playoff intensity is is completely different. I, I had the same experience when i was with the nets the uh, lawrence frank yeah um when he put the, before the game he put the game plan on yeah. the on the board and at, at some point we were, i think we were playing pretty well we were like you know doing well during the season won some you know a couple not a couple but more than a couple of games in a row like we were doing good everybody was comfortable so he 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 walks in the you know he always drew like the, the on the backboard he drew the game plan and everything and then on the small like left corner he put whoever reads this gets a hundred dollars. <laughs> nice. So he comes into the game you know like in the huddle like thirty minutes before thirty five minutes yeah. thirty minutes whatever before the game to like talk give the last uh, um, you know the last last meeting yeah. and he goes um, who wants hundred dollars and everybody's quiet and I'm just the only one I'm raising my hand. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> He's like. Why, why $100? I'm like, because I read this. I was the only guy out of like 15 guys on the roster that got this. But yes. you know what? Lawrence Frank, if you're listening to this, I never got that 100 <laughs> Come on. He forgot He forgot oh, to give it to me. I didn't want to be uh, the dude to like walk up and be like, oh, you know, give me the next day. So I was like, if he remembers, he does. But I never got that 100 So, But um, it, it, is, it is so funny. It's, you know, again, these guys making millions and millions and millions. You know, we're going we're going over the the game plan, and we're going over walking through all the plays, and and the first thing you know, Coach Jackson is okay. What's this play called? And uh, you know, someone will say uh, thumb 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 up or whatever, and Mark will give him twenty bucks, and he puts the you know, the guy puts it in his sock. He's like, yeah, all right, ask me another one, ask me another one. So so these guys, I mean, you know, it is playoff intensity is is huge because things like that happen. Mm-hmm. But um, but I would say this, I would say that every game. Well, it's not the most you know. You're you're not always worried about if you won or lost because there are already two games. But, but everybody plays hard every time they're yeah. on the floor. I think that is a, a such a myth too about about the NBA. You know, guys will 
Guys will come up to me and say, oh, but you know, they, they don't play hard every night. Well, if you don't play hard every night, someone's gonna score 50 points on you. Someone's gonna yeah. someone's gonna make you look really bad. bad yeah. And you know, a lot of times you you know you can be replaced. You know, there's there's a hundred other guys, you know, that are playing in the development league right now that, that would love to come up. So so I, I don't think guys don't play hard. I, I do think that when you're playing your fourth game in five nights. I think it's hard to physically play hard. Yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty tough. To yeah, do. the attrition is insane. Yeah, but, 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 but also, but also another thing is in the regular season you do you do see a lot of games where, um, like you said, the team is tired, the team is having a bad night, mm-hmm. um, the team is uh, on a bad roll, or you have a really good team playing a, a bad team. And there's a 30-point difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the team, I'm not going to say it quits, but it's, it's a 30-point game and it's not the most interesting. It doesn't have any value as far as uh, a playoff win. In playoff, you don't have those differences. In playoff, every team That's is right. trying to win every game 100% yeah. because it's a, short, it's a short series and you have really the best teams. That's right. So, there's, so, so the margin or the, you know, how to say it, for, this, for these games to happen is, yep. is very small, yeah. if, if any. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's the, the other huge difference. You're playing the best of the best in the playoffs, too. So, um, and, you know, again, every game is nationally televised in the playoffs, too. That's another, that's another huge thing. I know. All right. Yeah, because it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all ABC. Yeah. It's all, you know, ESPN. You forget that because the regular season games, you, you can be on a local network. Local exactly. Basically. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know, you, you also don't want to look bad on national Still TV. Yeah. That's a big. That's Which a is big, a big deal in America. It's a huge, yeah. it's a huge deal. It, 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 the biggest problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's in the top five. It's up there. It's up there. It was a funny thing when I first came to the to the NBA. I played in Italy before I went to the NBA. I played in Treviso in Benetton, and um, you know we have we would have you know maybe one or maybe two mo- games a month. Euro counting Euroleague and Italian League, Italian League would be on TV. Most of the games are not. You know they were not at that time. They were not. Now we have you know yeah, everything. Like everything. But I'm talking about TV, yeah. you know 15 years ago, and uh, and I, when I when I came to the NBA, I said. Um, uh, so which games are going to be on on TV? You know, because you know my girlfriend at the time was with yeah. me or my parents or whatever. I want when I'm on the road, I want to see which game they're going to be able to see. And they're like, "Oh no, every game is on every TV." Game. I'm like, "What do you mean every game is on TV?" They're like, "No, no, every game is on TV." I'm like, "Wow, I didn't even know that." You know, so I go home. I'm like, yeah. "You're going to be able to watch every, every game." <laughs> that is great. That's yeah, the great. the economy of scale that yeah. is sort yeah. of yeah, yeah it gets yeah. it gets weird because yep. that like the, before the internet, I I had no idea about stuff like that because you, you I just you know you sometimes you see on YouTube certain clips. It's like two commentators that I've never like yes. just some local affiliate of like like K seven right. X Y Fox right. in right. Cincinnati. Right. Yes. It's yes. like yes. there's some weird people you've never seen. That's right. It's somebody pulls a clip and puts it online. <laughs> like you never saw that. Like mm-hmm. before the internet, you just right. figured it's, it was either it was Larry Bird and Magic, yeah, like course. the national, yeah, yeah. Like the national TV games, and then nothing. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was like that's not the case, yeah. basically. But, yeah. it's, but it's unbelievable how how big. Um, if you look at all the media around the NBA, how 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 I mean. It's gigantic. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable huge. how many TV stations, local TV station, national TV, international media, radios. Yep. Now you have all the web pages, yep. new. I mean, um, newspapers. I mean, yeah. it's. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, especially yeah. at, at playoffs. I mentioned finals, All Star games. Absolutely. All this. It's like absolutely. It's amazing. It's, it's a who's who. I mean, it, it really is. There, there are reporters now. There, there are maybe two or three big reporters now who are who are actually like rock stars. I mean, like they, <laughs> like they, they so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Simmons is, is one of them. There's there's a guy named Adrian Wojnarski who's who breaks every story in the NBA. I mean, his his <laughs> contacts are just insane. He's on, he's on Twitter, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. he's got like. 
2.2 million. No, I'm just kidding. But he's got so many followers on Twitter. It's just it's <laughs> unreal. Yeah. But, but he's so good at his job. And, and, you know, a lot of those guys, the really good ones, are just so good. And they've become stars because they're so good at, at that. Mm-hmm. They bring news to so many interested people that... You know that they, they can't they can't go out anymore without being recognized. So so the NBA itself, the business has created, you, you know, so many different personalities and so many different um, avenues for you to be successful. And uh, you know, but but, but you oh, sorry you, you was but you would you say that NFL is still much much bigger? Much I mean, bigger, much yeah. bigger still. I mean, I would say probably double at least. Double. Yeah. I, I just it's it's I don't know. You know, I all right. I think the main reason why is number one. You know, so they play on Sundays every week. Yeah. So you know, every week on Sunday in the fall and in the winter, there's going to be a football game. Um, basketball, you you might play on a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday. So there's not always you have to know the schedule to to, yeah. to really mm-hmm. want to follow. Yeah, but Sunday night football, Sunday, Sunday night football, football, Monday yeah. night football, Monday afternoon, or I mean, excuse me, uh, Sunday afternoons. It's there. It's yeah, it's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, now they've taken over Thursday. I mean, now it's so big that yeah, it's yeah, yeah. you know they're they're expanding. But what, but what about baseball? Baseball, baseball's still there. I, I think baseball is a lot of its fans are older, so okay. it's it's become. I think the natural American tendency is to go towards where all the action is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and football especially. Every play, we, we say it's not a contact sport; it's a collision sport. Like I mean, guys are like you know, yeah. Which is it's it's biting them in the ass. Absolutely. Yeah, it's getting yeah. weird, all the, man. All That's, the, uh, the lawsuits because of yeah, concussions yeah. and stuff like that. But but I I hate to admit this, but I just well maybe maybe it's it's probably people everywhere. But they like to see the they like to see the hard hits. They like yeah. to see guys mm. do like two hundred pound guys yeah, just no, going exactly. at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean three hundred pound guys. Three, well, yeah, that's yeah. two hundred. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, cra- yeah. the crazy part is these guys now are. Six nine, three hundred and twenty pound linemen that are just blocking each other all day. It's it's like car. Cra- it's like getting in a car crash every play. I mean, the, the amount of force that they have. And, and now the 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 brain damage or the injuries are, are showing later on, right yeah, in life, yeah, like yeah. all the all the stuff that is coming. Yep. Yeah, coming up now from the players yeah, who are already retired yeah. yeah but still it's like it's America's 300 million people like it's, <laughs> it's no but seriously it's, but, it's, but the, I was listening know. yeah yeah but I was listening to a, 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 I, was, I don't know if I was reading about it or watching a documentary or listening to a podcast that were talking about it but anyways they were saying how rugby you know the European you know English whatever um, sport that is sure. somewhat similar to, uh, to yeah. I mean yeah. you know as yeah. far as far as you got to Right. You, know, you have to catch the A ball and you run, and, just, yeah, you and guys trying to run you down. Yeah. They were saying, you know, they, they play with no helmets. Right, right. They were saying that it's actually safer to play with no helmets. Yeah, really. because they don't have the impact that you have with helmets. Uh, because the helmet protects the head, right? And you go full force, head to head, game after game after game, because you don't feel it at the time, uh-huh. but it causes damage that shows later on in right. life. That's interesting. Because then, in a rugby, yeah. when you get hit head to head, I imagine you're like fall down, you're like done, like right. you know, it's like. Instantaneous, you, you know what I mean? Like up, in, right? in the NFL, I would, I would imagine, I never played it, but I'm saying I would imagine that you don't feel that shock that you would if you didn't have a helmet. Probably so not. they're saying they had, they get, you know, if, if a rugby player, I'm going to say it's stupid, but if like a rugby player gets 10 hits a season, yeah. the other, the NFL player is going to get 200, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just a, such a different yeah. number and it just shows. Yeah, the collection of. Exactly. Of it's like things. boxers, you know, who get hit little by little, like with big boxing gloves, you know, boom, boom, over the career. Yep. It causes it's going to leave a mark, <laughs> and, it show, and it shows towards the end of the career or after the career. Yeah, exactly, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. I, but I love football. I think the the other big thing is um, uh, in, in, with American football, the gambling is is 
yeah. has made it so popular. Mm-hmm. And because um, it's a great game to it's, bet on, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Basically. It's a perfect yeah. game to bet on because it's again, the, it's it's like the amount of stuff that can happen. Yes, in an NFL yes. game. I don't know. Like maybe baseball gets close. I think. Well, what was what's the betting? What, what can you bet on when you bet? Um... You can bet anything. Actually, it's it's crazy. Like I, I have actually. So we have the summer league in Las Vegas, and um, you know, obviously Las Vegas. That's all it is. is <laughs> I mean, they, they will have. They will open lines of. So they will have odds of teams winning the Super Bowl as early as like the day after the Super Bowl's over. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, up, it's up in the summertime. Like, why? What are people, what are these degenerates doing out <laughs> here, man? But it's it's just, it's, you can bet. I, I've heard people betting on in the Super Bowl who wins the coin toss. toss yeah. mm-hmm. um, I've heard, you know, what the score is going to be at the end of the first quarter. Who scores first? What player scores first? Is it going to be a pass the first player or a run? Yeah. Um, and then on the individual plays and stuff yeah, like that, they're going exactly. to run this and this and this. And then, wow. Which and side then, they go to. Yeah, and, then, and because it's such a precision sport, exactly. you can actually... Well, you can all, all the gamblers think they yeah. can, but they, they think they can predict most right. of it, right? Because right. over here is the same with soccer, I guess. Our football, like, yeah, you, you can also bet on the contest, but like after that is basically the the first guy that scores, maybe the red, the yellow card, and the red card, <laughs> and that's pretty much right. it. Right. Now, now, now that I remember, now that you said this, that actually the people who bet that they think they have a system is the weirdest thing is when they bet on the roulette. Yeah, I mean, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. You have you have people actually in casinos. I mean, I've seen them that have a, a notebook and are writing down numbers. Really? Yeah, and I thought that was like the weirdest thing yeah, ever. Like, I've been—I no, was in Vegas once, and I saw it, and I asked the dude, "I'm like, dude, what are these people doing?" He's yeah. like, "They're writing down numbers because they actually think there's a system to it." Wow. I'm like, how can there be a system oh, to a roulette? You know? I don't. I don't understand. I've, I've never understood gambling. I, I would much rather have twenty dollars in my pocket than potentially two hundred. <laughs> I just—I I, I don't get it. I don't. That, that, the potential is the opportunity. Yeah, that's, that's that. right. <laughs> I always say, you've, you've been to Vegas. Have you ever been? No, no. So Vegas is just full of these gigantic, elaborate hotels. Those hotels did not build themselves because people <laughs> won there. Those hotels are built because you come and lose all your yeah. money. And then you That's hear about the no clocks on yeah, the walls. Yeah, no, no, nothing. I mean, no, no, clean never. Clean air mm-hmm. pumped in. Like it's, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. You could, you could accidentally walk outside. It could be a week later. I mean, you would, yeah, you would they, they, bring, they bring drinks to, yeah, to the table, food even. like yeah. it's, I mean, snacks, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. It it's is, crazy. It but one thing, um, you know, we, we mentioned baseball. Um, the funny thing, I, when I was in Houston, I used to go to a, a lot of baseball games. I enjoyed watching watching baseball live you know i thought it was interesting and i i quickly understood the way the, the you know the this is the how the rules and yeah, all that i think it's a great game to watch and europeans find it boring <laughs> I, I actually liked it but the funny thing was when I, one of the first games i went to i thought it was going to be my last was was because uh right in front of me there was a, a father and a son there was his son the kid was like five or maybe six years old and the son was next to him maybe a 40 year old dude uh-huh. Both, you know, you could tell that dad was a die-hard baseball Houston uh, Astros fan, whatever, you yeah. know. So he was trying to, I guess, teach his son what to be, what to watch, and what to do. But the way he did it was horrible because all he was saying was, "Look at the ball, look at the ball, look at the ball, look at the ball, look at the ball," <laughs> and he was saying, "Look at the ball" for three hours nonstop. Yeah. I thought that was the weirdest thing I ever oh, seen in my life. Okay. I was like. A healthy father-son. Yeah. Oh my! Someone was sitting there eating oh the popcorn God. and eating yeah. the the hot dog, hot dog. and whatever, and he yeah. was like, 
Look at the ball. That kid never ball. came back Look to Look at the ball. <laughs> no, 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 that kid hates baseball. I was right like, now. oh my God. He was in front of me. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, man. Like, oh, you know, and, and I, you know, I went yeah. back eventually and I started yeah. liking it, but I thought it was really funny. Like, ba- baseball is, baseball is a great game if, um, if you're there. I, I so I'm actually I'm a fan of the Chicago Cubs, which I again I know. Oh, the winning steam ever. They are awful. I mean, they, yeah. they every year they're called the lovable losers because yeah. they've never won anything. They, they haven't won. It's been years, over a like, hundred years, yeah. and they just break my heart year after year. They get close. Um, there was a thing uh, a few uh, year 2005, 2004. I can't remember the the exact year. It happened so much they all run together. But <laughs> we had we were up. In the eighth, eighth inning, and all we had to do was you know, you know finish this, finish the Marlins out. There was a guy, one of this this fans named Steve Bartman. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this story before. Oh, the guy that called the, the first row, the guy that called the ball. Oh, he reached yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. All, yeah. all Moises Alou had to do was, if this guy wouldn't have reached his hands out, we would have caught the ball. Nothing would have ever had. We would have won the series. We would have played in the World Series. There's we a, had a great team that year. Yeah. We would have probably won the World Series because the Marlins won it that year. This dude reached his hands out and grabbed the ball, and everything went to hell from there. I mean, we, we, we lost that game. We lost the game seven, and we haven't even been close since. But but it, it, Wrigley Field, it's like a uh, it's like a uh, religious experience going there. And mm-hmm. my three years with the Bulls, I saw at least in those three summers, I probably saw at least 75, 80 games. It, there's something about being outside in great weather with a great cold beer in your hand. Um, hot dogs, all, all the, all just the pageantry. Americana, America, it really uh, is. It, it honestly is, and and it's it's like if the Cubs could finally win a World Series, <laughs> I'd be all in on, on baseball. No, that, that, the the thing I like about the like uh, and the Red Sox, they also needed like ninety yes, years or course. whatever. Yep. Yeah. Like that's uh, that's the only time that I got the sense of a like a tradition there uh-huh. in sports. Like, is everything in America so new? Yeah, right. You don't really have that. Like, I've never gotten that from like. Uh, like the NFL, maybe like the Green Bay Packers sort of have yeah, because of Lombardi. They have yeah, the, that's all. But like in baseball, there's a lot more of that. That's At least true. That's, that's, that's how true. It translates yes. to me over here. Yes. That, and that's that's 100 right. Where yeah. I where I grew up in, in Ohio is about 45 minutes away from Cincinnati, and the Cincinnati Reds were the first ever professional baseball team. So, like on opening day, they do a parade that goes through the city because it's theirs. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's the 1800s is when that started. Which again, over here, the 1800s is like yeah. a drop. My in grandma's the house. Yeah, yeah right, so right, basically. Right. Yeah. Like I got I got off the airplane today. Lubiana's 2,000 years old. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. probably more. I mean, that's, yeah. but, I mean that's that's incredible to me. I mean, like you know, <laughs> you know, we think you know, we think our history. You know, the 200 years that we've had is, is yeah. something. No, but seriously, but you know. in baseball, you sort of get that sense. Like over here, like booking now plays for Barcelona. Right, of course, you you get that sort of feeling that it's actually it's been around for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah, absolutely. You don't get that with basketball or the NFL. Absolutely. Or, yeah. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. And, yeah, it's uh, it's getting. It'll there, get but, there. But, yeah. but you're right. It just, it does. It takes time. It's right. it's like um it's like anything else. Your day to day routine. It's not developed on one day. It's developed because you you yeah. do it repeatedly. And like the logos look old. Yeah, the, which that's, I think is a big deal. I, I think Honestly, so too. That's a big deal. I think well, so too. Even here. No, no, no. no. Like the, the in America, the baseball. Oh, the baseball. Oh, the baseball logo. Oh, the yeah. baseball logos. For the okay, teams, for, it's usually yeah, like yeah. the simple stuff. That's very true. When they didn't have like Max doing the you know that's graphic very, design. That's very true. When you look at the, the NBA teams, it's all cartoony Absolutely. stuff, and, and it changes yeah. every year in the NBA. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like which is annoying are, as there hell. Alter- yeah. yeah, there are mm. alternate jerseys that are made every year. And but in baseball, you're right. Very rarely do yeah. teams change their logos. They and like the Yankees stay. still don't have the names no, on the back exa- of the jerseys exactly and stuff right. like yeah. that. And yeah. Stuff like people love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, 
you know, there's a lot of people who think in order for them to stay baseball to stay popular, they're going to have to change some of those things. I but, think that's a that's a recipe but for I, disaster. I know, I agree. Yeah. You know, you have to stay true to what your market is. Yeah. Too, well, what, what's the what's the what's the? Um, I didn't follow it last couple of years. What's the what's the thing on the on the on the, the you know anti drug or you know steroid mm-hmm. thing? What what happened in the last couple of years? I mean, is that is, could you say that that um, uh, the baseball league is clean now, or is it changing towards I, that? Or what's I the? Think, I still think a lot of guys are getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a guy named Ryan Braun for the Milwaukee Brewers who was, I believe, he won the MVP. And that season, he actually tested positive, but it was thrown out because of not because he wasn't positive, but because there was a handling error in his sample. Oh yeah. So so he technically still was was clean, the but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's so exactly after right. the whole the whole uh, Barry Bonds and Clemens and all it's, those it's, guys, it's it didn't better. change completely. I not, think it's getting better. It's yeah, getting better. The, the, like the scandal is not that big anymore. Right. I think. And, but you, you guys know this. I mean, from from being professional athletes, you guys know this, but. If there's a way to be better, people are going to find a way to try uh, to be. Yeah, better. but it got weird in baseball. It got no, now it got it like real. Barry strange. Bonds wasn't human at some um, point. Like <laughs> that guy was huge. My, my yeah, guy from yeah. the Cubs, Sammy Sosa, was the same way. Oh yeah, I mean, he, yeah. He went from. I mean, he was a freak, but he went from a freak to like yeah, this just, guy's not human. Yeah. Man. I mean, it's mm. and you know he was crushing baseballs. You know, just out of parks. I mean, where the park couldn't even hold but it. To, to me, as a, as a professional athlete, it's crazy yeah. that they wouldn't get tested like yeah. for so long. Like well, there, know, there wasn't even like a question. I mean, you could do whatever you wanted, basically. I mean, that's uh, you know, I never played baseball, and, and maybe it's different from somebody who is views it from a different standpoint, or how, how to say from different view. But for me, it was unbelievable to watch that when I was in the states to to know that. You could tell that those guys are on steroids. Nobody's controlling them, and they're superstars. I mean, it's like for for me, yeah, it's like it got, this is like cheating. It's the worst thing yeah. you could do, you know. It got really toxic. I think it at did. least that's how it, it looked did. from over here. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just, yeah. Like all of the reports were basically just about that. But like, you know, yeah. you know how how it all started was baseball had a strike one year, and and this is actually this was kind of where base, baseball was actually probably still the most popular sport at this time, but. More than NFL, more than more than NFL okay. at that time. I okay. think it was maybe '99 was okay. when the strike was. It was it was in that time frame, and um, baseball went on strike and they lost an entire season. I mean, the entire so strike hurt them that bad. Did it they hurt drop them that bad? Where not only did they lose fans, but in order to get fans back again, we talked about offense and basketball. Um, they wanted guys to start crushing home runs, so it's not like they told guys to take steroids. Yeah, but like, but guys turned a blind eye to yeah, it yeah. because it was and drawing then, fans. And, then, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, when yeah. the designated hitter thing happened. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, yeah. I think I think they. Oh, had that was had later, that. probably, or I, before. I think they had had that before. Uh-huh. Again, I'm not a baseball expert, but yeah, I, do, okay. I do love the game a lot. But um, but I, I do believe they've had the the DH. But the DH is actually so how they do it in baseball is they have two leagues. And they have the American League and the National League. In the National League, there are no designated hitters. Oh, the pitchers okay. hit. And in the American League, they have designated mm-hmm. hitters. Because that, that American friend of mine said that they ruined baseball, it, basically. It's, 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 but it's weird because when they play each other in the finals... Yes, I mean, it depends on what field you're on. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, it's, so, so it's actually hilarious. When the American League pitchers have to hit, they haven't hit all season. <laughs> and they come up and it looks hilarious. Because <laughs> pitchers, pitchers can't hit anyway. Yeah. But when you aren't practicing at all... You look just full. like guys are just like walking up there and swinging before the pitch is even there because they don't even want to see a pitch. Oh, yeah, they don't want to get hurt. Yeah, they don't want to hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's pretty funny to see that. But it's um it, a lot of people also feel like that's made it two different um two different uh 
leagues almost. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. not even know, the same know, game. I know. So. And we we got deep into baseball, <laughs> which is awesome actually. I, I, we don't get to talk about that. Yeah, that much. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but my my last question is going to be, um, and I usually ask when we have a chance, and we you know we talk to our other guests, like where where do you see yourself in ten years, or where do you want to see yourself in ten yeah. years? Like, you know, what, what's, what's your mindset on? You have goals, you have a path you want to follow, like, or you just go day by day like what's what's yeah you know. I'm, I'm i think you know you know me from last year Boki, but um I, i'm a, i'm a very detailed person I, I i definitely do have a plan every job i've ever taken every experience i've ever had every everything i've ever done as closely as possible has been calculated with the goal that i'm going to be a head coach one day mm-hmm. and you know I, i don't care if it's in the nba i don't care if it's in college i don't care if it's in europe i, I don't care where it's going to happen but you know the people i try to surround myself with are people that i can learn from and get as much out of as possible i i, I truly believe coaching is really just stealing from other people and, and other successful coaches and even if it's something little like a saying a guy uses or you know not not just you know overall philosophies it's just it's it's surrounding yourself with the right people it's it's not just learning from coaches either it's learning from players i i think one of the most valuable lessons i've ever learned is that you cannot as as much as everybody wants to be treated the same you, you cannot treat everybody the, the same, same way mm-hmm. it's it's something that you know it's 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 good to know your guys off the floor how they respond um again you know i've know i've talked a lot about coach jackson but he he's just meant so much to me in my career and my development that man the way he speaks to our players he instills such a level of confidence in all of them i've never been around a coach that gives better pregame speeches halftime speeches and it's it's never just it's never the 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 rah rah stuff it's the guys look you know it's it's little things it's it's uh. it's it's cuz you can't pump everybody up every mm-hmm. day you know guys have to do it on their own but he he just knows what buttons to push and seeing that for a couple years was just instrumental in the way I'm going to when I do get my chance to 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 have my team absolutely instrumental in in what I'm going to use. So so 10 years from now hopefully I've won, you know, an NBA championship or a European championship or you know something <laughs> but but I I really I would just love to have my own team and start to practice the things that I've that I've learned. Yeah. I, I look I'm sure I'm sure it's going to happen for you. I mean you you know I work with you and uh um I'm not just saying because you're sitting here right now yeah. but you know I value you and I, I know you're Uh your experience is is huge already at this age um and uh, most of all is the dedication. I mean it it's something that you either have and it's honest or you don't. Like you can't fake it. Right. The dedication, you know, and you definitely have that. So, you know, all you know, good luck to you and um I'm sure we'll see you on a, on the sidelines pretty soon <laughs> with a tie and, and giving directions to players and <laughs> I just I, I I just have one wish for you the Cubs winning something. Because like you know, that has to stop because it's it's like it's a it's a it's a thing now Absolutely. to just watch them lose. Yeah, the, the city of Chicago would yeah. shut down. It would it would probably be the biggest celebration <laughs> any championship in the history of sports yeah. if they could I, I, I imagine a hundred years is a long time That's like they've, a, they've got a lot of pen up yeah. you know celebrations there's like people that are dead now that used to watch <laughs> yes. it. You know I mean? of like, course yeah. yes. that's weird that's just weird yeah. Yeah. Um, and on that positive note <laughs> okay so uh, the, the outro stuff the outro um, basically um, Andre, maybe you can repeat like within the beginning. Um where where can people hear the podcast and um 
Okay, yeah, stuff. so we're going to have uh, the details podcast.com is going to be the site and it's going to be on iTunes and there's going to be an RSS feed you can subscribe to. And if you listen to it in iTunes, you can uh, write it there because that helps. Cruz, we expect you yeah, add, you add this podcast done. to your subscription. Yeah, <laughs> He's going to be the first subscriber. I'll definitely be the first subscriber. So, yeah, but that, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, yeah this, the podcast is going to come out once a month. Uh, yeah. In between, we do one in Slovenian, so we'll switch back Slovenian, yeah, Slovenian yeah. to, to English. Um, so, yeah. Um, and that's that. We're all on Twitter. Chris, you're yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Can you tell? Coach CT22. All right. Follow Chris and, and uh, yeah, because <laughs> he's a funny dude. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but you're on Twitter, but I need more from you on Twitter, man. I know. I need no, more active, I know, man. I, know. I need I, you to you be know, more active, man. You know what's fun? You know what's funny is I, I just really I, since I travel so much, I do post a lot of pictures and things. Yeah, like yeah, that, you do. You do. You know, the funny thing is, is that you know, being a part of the NBA. You can't really throw all your opinions out there. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Because it's, it's a little. Yeah. What about, about non basketball? Also non basketball. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it depends on who you work for, but I don't ever want to be the topic of conversation in any upper yeah, level. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Okay. <laughs> so, so for me, I mean, I, I think I, I post some good stuff. Mainly Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram for me are ways to keep track of my two little mm. brothers and for them to keep track of me. They're they're my two best friends in the world. I I, I can't even begin to describe mm. you know the the amount of uh, of what they mean to me but um and again they're 20 and 16 so they're all over that i mean they every one of their thoughts every one of their thoughts is posted on there which yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine but um but you know i, I can't quite delve into the, the the areas that i'd like to go into sometimes <laughs> uh, but because I, I do have real strong opinions about certain things but um but I, I love it. I think Twitter and, and, and just the, the social networking is, is phenomenal. I mean, you can get... It connects people for oh, sure. man, it's, I mean, it's amazing. And He's verified now. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's a, congrats. That's, no, that's, that's big. Yeah. That's huge. As big as it gets on that's Twitter, big, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, yeah, but you're on Twitter. Uh, you have. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. See, no, you you tell you. Say you have the, you have two Twitter accounts. Yeah, basically. I have a, like an English Twitter account. Okay. Yeah, Slovenian. I do, I do some podcasts in English as okay. well. Yeah, of my course. Own and of stuff. course. So yeah. It's well, a, half my half my Twitter feed is is Slovenian to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's uh. So yeah. I'll, I'll be able to follow that too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm Atomic XX, which just we clarified it's only XX. It's two X's. It's not XXX. It's two. All right. Like, like my name is Anja Tomic, uh-huh. so the Atomic part works. Right, right, right. And then that was taken. Okay. Of so course. the two X's. Anyway, <laughs> Boki at Boki Nachbar. So yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Look for the blue check mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The verified yeah. account. Um, so. But anyways, we'll be back uh, in a month. You Basically, know, yes. Uh, the details podcast. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, and yeah, thanks yeah. for rating us on iTunes and and you know sharing our um, podcast on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Um, yeah. Thanks a lot, and Chris. And thanks for showing up. Man. For sure. Thank you, Thank you for, for sure. having me. Hey, and good luck at the World Championship uh, with the Slovenian national team. We'll be. I won't be playing, but I'll be pulling for you. <laughs> we, wish, we wish you were playing. Uh, we, <laughs> oh, we have to end on that. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But no, but trust me, we 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 all understand, and it's it's what you have to do. What's best for you, and listen, you've done so many amazing things for this country and for 
all the people here that have cheered for you and what you scored over a thousand points in yeah, your I, national yeah, team career. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it just it's been good. It's it been was good. it was neat last year hearing them uh, hearing them cheer for you and it, it was it was really cool. Yeah. I love that. I, I, it was is it was easier to 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 end on that note of the course. career. You know what I mean? Of it was course. the best moment. Of so let's, let's not spend time on talking <laughs> about this. <laughs> no, 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 I got you. That's it. <laughs> right, that's it. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna count us down and then we just say bye basically. Okay. okay? So three, two, one. Bye. bye.